and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I am Snot Goblin Extraordinaire Anna Harding. And I am Snot Collector Extraordinaire Ali Bailey. Oh. <laughs> Got a little cup for the snot. Oh, okay. And you can, and I'll collect it for you. Oh, thank you. And then I'll repackage it into gels and sell it on the internet. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to episode 19 of the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. <laughs> well, I think that this could be a hit. You like Kipchoge's snot. You know snot rockets? We could collect them and put them in special gels. Yeah. This, this is this is from a winner. It's yeah. Champion gel. We'll yeah. call it champ. We'll call it champion. Um, we'll call it ch champ. Isn't that the dog food brand? Champ. champ. Yeah. Champ gels. I'll think of a funny name or yeah. a good name or a Dragon's Den worthy name. I can't wait for Deborah Meaden to start rolling up the gel and eating the snot out of it oh it's oh, organic it's, it's human it. human based uh, human based uh. um so listen there is a elephant with a broom as pickle would say you sound snotty yeah so oh, for god's sake i'm so sick <laughs> I'm, <laughs> end of sentence no i'm so sick of this last four weeks um in my mind it's been an absolute write-off with running with training with the training block of joy it's i i came on here four weeks ago and was like i'm ill but if i can tick off every session for my training block of joy for my 100k i'll be 100 percent and i'll be awesome and it'll be great and then the lurgy lingered in my house neil got sick and now I've got sick again. I was really blasé about it. I was like, well, I've just been sick, so I'm not going to be able to get those germs again. Wrong. Have Wrong. you not learned about your blasé-ness on sickness? Because <sighs> you've done this before. You chastised Neil. You said, oh, well, I've got a better immune system than you. And then he got it. Mm. And now, in the words of Disturbed, you're down with the sickness. I am down with the sickness. I think it's COVID, mate. I think it's COVID. Have you COVID tested? I have COVID tested. Um, I had some old ones knocking around. I don't know how old those tests are. I don't know how um, susceptible they are to receiving the uh, the germs. I feel like COVID tests are a bit like um, music players. So like the beginning, the first ones were like the Walkman yeah. with the cassette. Yeah. And then there was the mini, sort of the, the CD. Yeah. Then there was CD with no skip. Then there was mini disc. Yeah. And now, basically, you should be able to breathe into your MacBook and it should tell you if you've got COVID or not. <laughs> and if you're using the, the ones with the cassette, they're yeah. not fit for purpose no. because they haven't got all of the cool, new, technological versions of COVID that have popped their head up. But what did, you sent me a text the other day saying you've lost your sense of taste and smell. So yeah, that that's was, a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? That was disappointing. Really disappointing. I've made myself a lovely drink of squash. And, um, God, I'm so boring. I uh, We have orange squash and blackcurrant squash. And I mix the two together. And we call it a cocktail. And I'd got <laughs> a God. perfect ratio. And I was really excited to drink this lovely cold squash because I was feeling terrible. And I took a mouthful and I was like, can't even taste it. Brilliant. Oh my god! Yeah, making a cocktail out of what are you doing on Friday night, Anna? Making cocktails out of squash. Do you want to come round? Oh, all right. Then I'll bring a vimto. <laughs> well, don't bring a vimto. It's not that sort of party. We're just doing barley water. Okay then. <laughs> I. It's all right, Alan. So partridge. What's your favourite type of squash? <laughs> my favourite type of squash is elderflower. Elderflower. <laughs> won't accept anything else. The other day, I had to buy something different. Yeah. And I renamed the squash. The squash was called like pink grapefruit and sunbeams Ooh. and I renamed it disappointing summer because <laughs> it was so disappointing. Uh. 
Uh, listeners, have you got a favourite favourite squash? Text in now. <laughs> text, text us. We'd love to know. Are you a heavy on the squash or light on the squash person? Oh, light. Oh, it's got to be light. Not too strong. No, I'm heavy. I went to see my friend the other day. Uh, she just had a baby. Well, she hasn't actually she had a baby a year and a half ago. But I went to see this this creature, and uh, I got into her house, and she was like, "Do you want a squash?" And I went, "Oh yeah, I'd love, I'd love a squash." And she went, "Do you want it strong or weak?" And I was like, "Strong." I was like, "Weak squash just says cheap." And she looked at me and went, "I always have it weak." And I was like, "Oh, I like a strong squash. I like half the bottle of cordial in a pint glass with water." <laughs> Oh it's, no! What was that? What was Yeah, but there's there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference between cordial and then like the sugar-free squash. You know, yeah. like the four times yeah. concentrated one. One squirt. That's what that we one. have. Is the four times concentrated one? Yeah, it's funny when you don't know it's one squirt, and you're like, "Whoa, it's like vodka." Oh no, disgusting! Hey, someone at my university used to drink orange squash cordial neat with vodka. <laughs> that was their drink. Like, I mean, if that me. doesn't. Scream student, I don't know what. Anyway, my God, wow. What a boring start to this podcast. Guys, if you haven't fallen asleep yet already, well done. Squash and vodka. Wait. This was not on my notes. This was not on my notes for today. I know, but it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, what it is good. Listener, this is good. As good, as good as it gets. What is your win? Oh, come on, you must have a win. Oh, I've got Anna, a win. You... Okay, good. Okay, what's your win for the week? It's fucking race week. It's fucking race week. It's ladies week and Anna feels a bit weak, but we're <laughs> going to tweak her week and make her strong on her feet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was good. Was that to the tune of It's Ladies Night? Yes, it was. I didn't really didn't prep that. It just came out of my mouth. Mm. I was inspired. Right. It's race week. It's race week. very well. But no. you do feel you do feel a bit better than you felt when you last had a chat yesterday, yeah. yeah. So, how's race week looking? What's the plan? This is exciting. It's like you're getting married. It is. It's. It's. I've got to get my hair done in my braids. Mm-hmm. I, I think I probably will get my mum to do my braids. Um, what's it looking like? So I've got quite a bit of work to do. I feel like so this week is like prep everything in case you die week. <laughs> Does anyone else do that? Hang on a minute. Let's. Let's start from the start. Let's start from the start. Some people will be diving into this episode without having listened to any of the other episodes because they're bozo. Idiots. What's the race you're doing? When is it? Where is it? What's the weather looking like? Yeah, oh. Mm. Okay. So race week. It is the Seven Valleys Ultra, the little sister of the Thirteen Valleys Ultra. Brand new race in the Lake District. A hundred and now ten kilometers. It goes up every 10. week. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, four and a half thousand metres of elevation, seven valleys. So basically go over six hills, uh, four of which are classed as mountains because they are high enough to be classed as mountains. It, the weather looks atrocious. Yeah. Um, there is a storm. There's a storm coming. Um, but the storm will be out of the way by Thursday. The race starts on Saturday. So it's probably just going to be very wet. And may I just add... An actual legend who listens to this podcast. Her name is Marie. Mm-hmm. Marie runs mm-hmm. ultras. Uh, Marie sent me what could only be described as the most thoughtful and wonderful message on Instagram because Marie lives up in the Lake District. Marie Burton is her full name and she is a cracker of a woman. Isn't she wonderful? Mm. So isn't she lovely? She is. She sent me a message this week and she said, I was looking at the weather for your race and it doesn't look 
too bad at the moment, but I wanted to make you aware we've had a lot of heavy rain this week. So this was last week. And we're expecting more next week, which is race week. At the moment, everywhere in the lakes is very waterlogged and water is running off the fells. So if it continues like this, expect to have wet feet the whole time, even if it's not raining on the day, basically, because the trails and the tracks will be boggy and or flowing. Thanks, Marie. So this is Marie Burton reporting live from the Lake District. Over to you, Anna. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is this is insider information that is so useful because it does mean that I'll be packing some extra pairs of dry socks. 100%. I mean, I don't know why you're bothering, but 100%. <laughs> you might want to pack your wellies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's nice to have dry feet for like five minutes. Yes, I agree. I do actually. I think psychologically it's really nice to have, to have wet, wet feet, dry feet. But do you know what? <laughs> dry feet. The fells, like... If it rains on Thursday and stops, it could be they drain pretty well. Like the the the, the valley yeah. bit will be wet, but the tops might not be. Yeah. And do you know what? It is what it is at the end of the day, isn't it? So, like, what's your yeah. strategy? Have you got drop bag? Like, yeah. So there's a drop bag at about fifty two k. So I'll have new shoes in there as well because I feel like I can knock out fifty k in wet shoes and then put some dry ones on and then knock out the last fifty k. Hopefully, that's the plan. And then. Yeah, just sorting out all my food and bits this week. I have found some incredible um, new bits. Um, the Lidl blueberry and coconut bars are incredible. Right, make a note. What are they, like naked bars? No, they're like, um, you know, like kind bars. Oh, yeah. Oh, are yeah, they? Yeah, they like those. Blueberry yeah. and coconut. Okay, I'm going to get some of them. Holy cow. And yeah, I mean, the rest of the week is just basically like pack, going over all of my kit, making sure that I've got everything. I've put all of the like mandatory stuff together already. And then, yeah, I think just it's one of those things you you said, oh, it's like, did you say it was like your wedding day? Or have I made that up? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight, guys, which we're not allowed to talk about on this podcast, but flip it. I could do a whole other podcast on that. Can we? We yeah, need to. I'd love to do a special. So, yeah, I think it is just like everything's done. Like I've been thinking about this ever since I signed up to it, which was like March, April. So it is just like the day is coming. The day is coming. So there's not really much left to do. I know what I'm doing. Except go and have a great time. And just do it. it. Yeah. And drop that little cherry onto the top of the cake of training. Yeah. So yeah, fine. So most of my favorite uh, sports psychologists slash book writers, all of them are like it's all about the process of getting to the to the ultra, and then and then really what happens to the ultra doesn't matter. No, like as in the the results doesn't matter. So really, I think looking at your training, which you have done so well, and yes, you have been like a little bit like a bit of illness, a bit of this, a bit of that. But everything that you could do, you have done. And you have yeah. done it at a good 8, 9, 10 out of 10. So I think that you should just be super excited. Rest yeah. rest hard this week. Yeah. And yeah. just turn up and be like, I'm just going just gonna to do the best that I can do and have the greatest day of my life, regardless of what happens. It's a win. Exactly. And like I'm st- look, I feel like my head's in a really good place because I'm just looking forward to... The thing is, I don't really... I'm like visualizing the finish. I'm not really looking at the start or like the process of getting to the finish. I just know from my recce, there's this incredible bit 
once you're about 5k away from the finish it's just down through these woods really lovely trail and then you run through Keswick there's like a little bit through the town and then you're at the finish line and like in my head I just keep replaying that bit of my recce and I'm like I can't wait to be Mm -hmm. there that's going to be amazing that's going to feel so good and I think like visualizing the positive sides of it and like yeah the weather's going to be shit so what can't change it just make sure you've got the right kit and like yeah so what my training's been a bit shit these last few weeks because I've been ill so what can't change it you're going into it super rested which is brilliant I'm fresh yeah you know my main goal this week is just to feel 100% well on that yeah. start line and like get rid of any of this lingering crap so yeah I'm good I'm good good oh good I'm excited for you it's going to be great yeah what's your win Ali? I've got a furry pickle pie her Aww. name is baby pie she's got very soft ears and a waggy tail pie that's a win um that's a song about my dog that I just made up and oh I'll tell you what I finished my training for A100 for my race so my race is in three weeks it's on the 15th of December no it's not it's on the 15th of October um so I've done my last long run which is interesting for me because we're three weeks out but I'm like no more long runs just little runs now and twice a week at the gym and I'm going to go into it super rested because I just want to do well for me um and so I did that uh, it was horrible because I did it on yeah. Sunday and I was like, why does this feel so bad? It was a 20 mile run. It wasn't actually, it was a 26 mile run. It was supposed to be 20. We'll get on to that in a minute. <laughs> in my grim. Um, I just forgot about the fact that I was a 64 mile race the week before. just forgot. Slipped my mind. Uh, it was horrible. But that's the training. Mm. And on that run, I spent a lot of time thinking about influencers because I don't want to stand there going all these people are absolute charlatans I don't want to do that because I just feel like that makes me a bad person and it makes me like a bully right or makes me like try I'm not saying I'm better than them what I'm saying is most of the shit that people see on Instagram isn't real and I can't remember the last time I saw a influencer or a ultra runner or someone that says they're training for these runs that wasn't me or you actually doing the work I mean actually doing it outside on the Sunday getting up at 5 45 and having a shit time and not being like yeah. I'm so fresh on this 5k wow my legs feel really good oh look at me drinking this tonic water or whatever the fuck they're trying to sell it doesn't happen and then oh my god and then they start doing like Q&A's or they start giving advice and you're like you're not doing that though because I follow yeah. you on Strava it's bollocks and I got really angry on my run and then I and I ranted at my friend Julius for a bit uh, and then I was going to put a story on in all this stuff I decided not to because I was just like Stop being such an old, horrible old lady. Just don't follow those people on Instagram. But I think the thing yeah. that gets me with the coaches, so many people that come to me for help do, and they think it's different. They think that you just have to believe. And I'm, I, Or if they have a bad run, that means that they're not training right because they don't see people having bad runs. I'm like, no, 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 mate. Like 50% of my runs are bad runs because yeah. training's really hard and you do ache and you do feel tired and, and that's part of it, you know? Like even when you're like at a level where you've been doing it for years, you still ache and feel tired, right? yeah 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 of course anyway I got in a bit of a mood about it and um then I was like I'm gonna come off Instagram but then I was like but that's where I get my business from and also that's where I like uh, that's where I feel like I help people the most so it was yeah. a, it was a win of two halves <laughs> win of two halves it was a gr- gr- win gr- win anyway I need to stop getting so angry about things like that uh grim what was your grim grim so my grim is just that I'm still ill really I think that you know that just says it all it is just grim and because of that you know I've not really done an awful lot um 
to to pick up any other grims to be fair um in better news though the hole in my foot that i created by standing on a plug has healed so i'm not gonna get, <laughs> not gonna get trench foot at the weekend so that's great brilliant <laughs> just a caveat trench foot it's sort of about having holes in your feet it's about the big wet but still yeah you're not gonna get some sort of disease in the hole disease in the hole the, the little wormy swimming into the into the, the hole the, in the my table world climbing in the up hole. my leg yeah mm. climbing up my leg mm. um, nice what, what's your grim my grim is <laughs> private land oh good people's <laughs> private areas big rich farmers with their huge private areas and they don't let you on the private area they put a big gate there that says private area no so I was uh, in Sherwood Forest and I mapped out a route on Strava and it's a route me and you have done before, a 19 miler. And I thought in the back of my mind, I was like, "Hmm, I've done this before and I should really, and I remember there was a gate that said private land and we couldn't go through it. But me and Anna, because I was with Anna, I was too scared to tell her that we would have had to do a big diversion. So we decided... Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, that 20 miler was the furthest I'd run in months as it was. That's true. Um, so if you'd added anything more onto it, I don't think I'd have made it. Also, do you remember on that run, we did climb over a gate. This is what I'm saying. So we climbed <laughs> over the gate that said private area because I looked on the OS map and it was a farm track. OK, it wasn't a permissive path. It was a farm track. So I was like, OK, this is a track. It's on OS maps. We'll be OK. It'll be fine. Next thing you know, we're running along and a farmer is comes up in his truck and I'm like, uh-oh. And then he has a go at us and it's like, you can't be here. You have to get off this land. And because of my little lambs, I did have my dogs, but they were on leads. Um, and pointed us in the direction of another large gate and we climbed over that gate. And so we added about a mile on, right? Because we couldn't do the route we wanted, which was on OS maps and none of it was as a private area. And this was no. on the phone. So that pissed me off. Anyway, we had it on about a while. Me and Julius did the same run. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, whoops. When we got to the murder house, I was like, whoops. I've been here before. I was like, Julius, we're going to have to go around. But because I was with Julius, and uh, he is one of those people that I've run with. who Because he can no, do no, extra miles. He can do it a face. He's very chilled. He's very chilled. I'm not afraid he's going to rip my head off and shit down the hole when I tell him that it's longer than it is. What? That's why I get in the bin. It's people that, set, that lie about distance. We'll talk about that in a minute. Me, basically. <laughs> so I was like, right, this might be a bit of a diversion. And we're both looking at it. It was a bit of a diversion. It was a six mile diversion. So my run went from 20 miles or 19 and a half to 26. I was already tired. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to navigate today. I just wanted to go out for a chat with my friend and like do my training run. Yeah. Oh, and everywhere we were running, there was all these gates everywhere that just said private, my land, great big like telegraph poles with loads of cameras on them. And it, I just thought, I just, I just, it just upsets me. It's just like, yeah, it's Sherwood Forest, like the whole area of Sherwood, that forest. It's like people bought these huge bits of land in Clumber Park and put big gates around them and be like, no. You're not coming on here. It's mine. And it just makes me sad. I feel like if I had that land, if it was my land, I would allow people to walk across it. But then would I? Really? Would I? Uh, I, Look, I mean, this is a whole kind of open the wormies out and watch them wriggle away because, you know, there's all this right to roam Mm -hmm. stuff. There's all this, um, you know, so much access is restricted in our countryside and I don't, I don't know enough about it. Me to, too. I don't to, know enough about it to have a proper opinion. 
yeah well I mean I can yeah I can I have an opinion but I I haven't got any kind of like research or knowledge to back it up I just see what I see on sensible people's Instagrams that I follow who are like doing a lot more activism in the right to roam space but um I I don't know I don't know. It's a bit like that bull in the field that I had the other week. You know, it's like that's a permissive footpath. That actually was a footpath, but you kept a dangerous animal in there, which means that we can't go through it. And But even on permissive footpaths, landowners could come out and go, I'm withdrawing permission right now. And you have to that's leave. Mad. Like, it's like, that's what permissive path is. Like, it's like, it, and it, it just upsets me. The thing is, in this country, we are really lucky because I've spoke to a couple of people from America and Australia or Montana. Yeah. And in Australia, you're not allowed anywhere. No fucking way. You will get shot if you go on any land that isn't basically yeah. a road. So when people go and run across Australia, they have to run across that, That's on that road. That's why they do that road. I did think it was a bit silly. Yeah, because there's no, there is no public trails. No there's way. no public rights away. And in America, it's very yeah. similar. You've got to stick to like <clears throat> very well-known paths and people are like, my land, it's mine. Yeah. It's very like, it just pisses yeah. me off. It's just one of those things, yeah. isn't it? It's like... I- but yeah the worst thing is when you plan it on a map and you're like oh this is definitely okay because i've done it all on os and it's going on farm tracks and it's all okay basically anything with a farm building i'm gonna just fuck off basically and stick to the to the public rights of way and the permissive paths because on a public right away at least you can say this is a public right yeah. of way there is no way you can tell me to get no. off it but it just reduces the adventure a bit it does it? it does and like yeah like you say if you plot something on os maps like you know, a fair play if you've plotted it on Strava. Or Google Maps. <laughs> like, or Google Maps. So when I was in um, Canuck Chase the other week doing my long run, some guys came up to me on a bike and they were trying to get back to the um, visitor centre and they showed me their maps and they were trying to use Google Maps to get back and I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Did they have a desperate look in their eye and they're like, I want a Coca-Cola, I'm very scared. We might have to survive alone in the woods on berries. Basically, yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I feel like it's something that I'd like to learn more about and do a bit more research about um, so that I can have a bit of a better opinion. Because, you know, I use these footpaths and um, run on land all the time. Like we we as trail runners are out there like, you know, we're probably in the majority of people who it affects so um yeah i think i'd like to do a bit more research on that mm-hmm. and also it's good to be when you're when you do have a confrontation to actually have the facts yeah for sure but yeah it's um one of my one of my getting the bins it's not actually this week's getting the bin it's a different one is that thing of people that say it's shorter than it is or yeah. how long have we got to go they're like one mile but really they mean seven we'll talk about that later Oh, well, okay. We'll talk about that after your ultra, because I'd like to see how long your ultra actually is. Well, it sounds like, Ali, that means that when we do our Big Bear meetup on the 1st of November, and we're all coming as something dressed up as get in the bin, I could just come as you. Yeah! (laughs) See what I was wearing the other day when I went to the gym? Yes, that was incredible. wrong with me? So Ali looked like, uh, like glam rock. I, I don't know. Holly Rush sent me a message and told me like Brian May. Yes, that's that was exactly what I was trying to describe there. But it, yeah, Brian May with dark okay. hair. Yeah, it was an act. That was an accident. It just was like describe the outfit for us, please. It was a pair of Nike Air Max, which I've had for a long time. Everybody, they're not new. They're the vintage. They're old. I would never buy Nike now. Um, and a pair of uh, socks, 
yellow socks with leopard print on them, a pair of tracksuit bottoms, which were across the street, like an aqua green, very, very violent green, a yeah. black North Face top, a North Face bum bag, um, yeah. a pink sweater around my around my waist, and my hair, I'd, I'd come out of the gym and washed it, but I hadn't had the ability to straighten it. So it looked like a mushroom cloud. And also, uh, I had no makeup on and my sunnies on. I was going to get in the car and I caught sight of myself in the mirror. And I'd come into the gym in my kit. So I hadn't worn this outfit to the gym. It was just in the bag for afterwards. Yeah. And I just thought, you fucking bellend. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Good. Hey, wear what you want. People go and collect their kids from school in their pyjamas. Do what you want. Oh, their dry robes. That's the thing now. Oh, yeah, that is a thing now, isn't it? Mummy's getting out their Land Rovers with their dry robes. Ugh. Anyway. So, Through Dark, do you know who Through Dark are? No. Through Dark are a clothing company owned by uh, a guy called Louis and co owned by Jason Fox from SAS Who Dares Wins and a load of you the other him. SAS dudes, right? Yeah. I love it. Now, Through Dark is a man's company for men, but they wouldn't say that. They make outfits and kits for the outdoors, but the way they market it is absolutely hilarious. And if you want a laugh, Go on the Through Dark website, okay? Okay. They have just, they've got a gilet on there, which is £380. So all the photos on the Through Dark website are like Jason Fox oiled up, like looking over his shoulder in a t-shirt. And it's like, t-shirts made for fire or whatever the fuck it says, okay? <laughs> they've recently produced a dry rope. Oh, sorry. No. It's not a dry rope. You're not allowed to call it a dry rope. That's like calling a vacuum cleaner a hoover. Right. Do you know what it's called? What is it called? The Shroud. <laughs> the Shroud? They've called it The Shroud. Brilliant. And it is £250. Good God. The Shroud. And it's like everything they market, they almost market like you could wear it at war. Let me show you a picture of the Shroud marketing. There you go. There you, can you see the Shroud? That's a dry rope. Oh, it's my... not a dry rope. Sorry, it's not a dry rope. It's a shroud. No. Um, <laughs> but this is not a changing robes, howling robe, invisibility cloak or flying cape. This is a Shroud. That's what it says on the marketing. Wow. Armoured mantle of protection against any elements. Now, listen, I've not seen any special army services people wearing this on the boat. <laughs> I've not seen them put it on either afterwards. Uh, it's, Can you imagine? Yeah, it's Aunt Shroud. Got you covered. It's unbelievable. Please go on the Through Dark website, everybody, and have a look it's... at all the other amazing things they've got. This is amazing. So they do have a women's section, but the women's section is basically all of the men's clothes, but yes. except for... Modelled by, modelled by Victoria Pendleton, who is the missus of the bloke that owns Through Dark. Oh, that's good. That's good for war, isn't it? That cropped so T-shirt. It's a T-shirt, but they cut the bottom off and put it in the women's section for £55. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this place, this, this is brilliant. Oh my God, everything is so expensive. The first thing on the women's section is a bucket hat for £60. Insulated jackets, the ultimate refuge from chaos. What? It's a coat. <laughs> Tier one experience distilled into expedition excellence with premium downfill jackets. Guys, you know they're full of down. When you're out on the hill and they get wet, when you're on manoeuvre, they will stay oh. wet. You will freeze to death. All designed to brace you for any environment, no matter how cold. But if it's wet... You're gonna get hypothermia, but it's yep. okay because this engage jacket is only three hundred and seventy-five pounds. Good God! And it's optimized for backpack carrying. It says that optimized for backpack carrying. 
breach jacket, recoil jacket, £445, oh, melee God. down right. jacket, Come on, patriot no. jacket, engaged Ridiculous. jacket. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's a fucking coat. Anyway, <laughs> if you would like a laugh, go on the Through Dark website. I mean, I fancied all the blokes from Through Dark until I started reading the, the product descriptions and I didn't fancy them anymore. No. <laughs> I just thought, oh. I love that T-shirt, though, that crop T-shirt. They've literally just cut the bottom off a T-shirt. Okay, get in the bin. Go on, then. Right, I've got... So so many. You've got so many. Yeah, I have. Right. Let me unleash my fury. Okay, so... there. I, I will sound like a broken record by doing this one, so I just want to mention it in passing and then do my actual get in the bin. On Facebook... Ugh, I am in a few running and trail groups. And at the moment, there appears to be a trend of people who have races coming up in like one week, usually one week, maybe two, going, the mandatory kit says that I need a waterproof jacket with taped seams. What's the cheapest one I can get? Where's, fine, fine. Don't have a problem with cheapest. Will this jacket do? And then posting a, picture of like a windproof that's not got tape seams or anything a poncho <laughs> yeah and I'm like guys and th- look again I don't want to be that knobhead that's like oh yeah you're better than us I'm not better than you but if your race is one week away you're doing an ultra on the trails and your mandatory kit says that you need tape seam jacket you probably should have run in it by now you probably needed to have looked at what that mandatory kit was a bit earlier. And you at least need to have run with the pack you're going to run with, packed with the kit you're going to run with, to make sure the pack you're going to run with, packed with the kit you're going to run with, isn't too heavy of chafes. Yeah, and also that your jacket, like, is okay to wear with your pack over the top as well, and it's not going to, like, restrict your arm movement because you haven't got enough move in your arms or whatever, right? So, So that was... That for me was a little bit like, oh, okay, fine. Like maybe rookie, let them off. The thing that really got me though, was the comments. Do they actually check these things though? Just look at the weather forecast. You might not need one. <sighs> to which I I went in deep on Did them. you go in? Like, yeah. Did you go in? Did you go I was in? Like, I very rarely in. comment. The pin has been pulled. She's exploding all over the internet. I've got free time coming out my ear holes because I, I'm not running at the minute. Well, yeah, I'm not really running. So I replied and I said, yes, they do check. But it's less about if they check and more about, have you got the appropriate kit to keep you safe and alive in all conditions, especially on exposed hills in autumnal British weather? That means if you did have an accident or someone else did, that you would be able to keep yourself alive for the hours it may take for rescue to come and get you. Good answer. I like it. Like, I cannot bang this drum enough. And I know we bang on about this quite a lot on this podcast, but, and I, we need to get our Stuart Smith Legends episode out because that man explains it. But what I would say is that I do think that the listeners to our pod are more sensible than some of the people on Facebook on the internet. And they, they do understand it, don't they? They do. But also, people want a fucking easy ride. Yeah. They want an easy ride. They can't be bothered because they just want immediate gratification of getting a medal that says they've run 50 miles. They don't yeah. give a fuck about the process. 
A lot of people don't care. They just are like, what's the easiest, quickest, cheapest way for me to do this? That's yeah. not what the sport is about. And unfortunately, this sport is expensive. Like, let's not beat around the bush here. It's expensive. My God, the amount of money I've spent. It is, but it doesn't have to be. There's so many groups to go, True. have you got a waterproof that they can either lend me or sell me? Centurion, for a while, had a load of rerun clothes in their shop where you could go and basically buy a waterproof yeah. secondhand. Like, you know, there's a lot of green runners have shoes they will give you. They have kit they will yeah. give you. They have old kit that people just chuck at them that they will yeah. give you. Like Into Ultra will provide you with kit for free or very little money. There's so many ways of doing it, but it's time and effort. People can't yeah. be fucked. It annoys me so much, Anna. Thank you for applying to that. I really do appreciate everything you do. It's just, yeah, I know. And And the thing is, kind of, I guess, so my other get in the bin this week um it's kind of to do that I think your head's going to explode at this I don't know if you know about this or not um on Sunday it was the Berlin Marathon I love the Berlin Marathon my friend Lorna Spain congratulations to Lorna Spain my head of crew and one of my besties three hours one minute wow unbelievable returns form from the woman that broke her femur on Rum Britannia that is rapido that is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you who else was rapido at the weekend. Who? The ladies. Yes. Tiggs Asifa. She's so rapido. Like, so rapido. Set it, unbelievable. Set a new women's world record. Two hours, 11 minutes and 53 seconds. So the previous was like two hours, 14 minutes. So she skipped the two hours, 13, two hours, 12 and went straight to two hours, 11. However... Right, great runner. That like she only started running marathons a year ago, last year. I know this is ridiculous. ridiculous. She was an eight hundred, about twelve, an eight hundred meter she's, runner. She's very young. She she is very young. Actually, in all of the news articles about her, nobody put her age, but they did put Kipchoge's age. Anyway, now not to take anything away from this incredible feat because like that is so quick, and the the the, the difference in percentage from the men's marathon world record time to the women's world record time is got so small now. So small. Oh, um, yeah. So Yeah, Kipchoge, you need to get some of those snot do. gels down your bro because you need to quicken up. She was wearing the new Adidas shoes and the new Adidas shoes are what I'd like to right. put in the bin, please. Okay. Well, even though they're now world record breaking shoes. Have you heard about them, Ali? No, I haven't. They cost £400. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Right by through dark and they through dark slash Adidas. Wait for this. Go on then. They're marketed as single use. You can only wear them for one race. Ali's head's just exploded. There's Ali's Ali's brains all over the floor. It's all over the walls. It's all over the ceiling. She's gone. What? Yeah. Single use. Four hundred pounds. £400? Okay, question. I'm going to go to the shop. Excuse me. You know these single-use shoes? Yeah. If I keep them on and don't take them off at all, that counts as a single-use, right? So if I wear them for four years and don't take them off, does that still a single-use? It's like COVID when they're like one bit of exercise. Yeah. Can I go out and run for 40 hours without Yeah, stopping? you could. That's one thing. Yeah. yeah, you could. So is it the same as the shoe? 
there was can I just caveat this there was never ever a rule that said you were only allowed to go out for an hour I don't know where this myth came from but anyway oh I know I, I know Ooh. I know I'm just you know, using it as an example so the Adidas okay. new super shoe is the Adi Zero Adios Pro Evo 1 one of the lightest racing shoes there ever was it costs yeah about 400 quid and it is literally billed as a single use sing one race shoe this is the death of everything isn't it like it's just a step backwards for everything that it is so fucked up it's unbelievable we are in a climate crisis yeah this is like you are gonna get people i know the people that will buy this shoe yeah i do there are people that in the middle of a some sort of midlife crisis who just want to be like look at my shoe yeah this it just says it's like a huge sports company saying it's okay just to throw things away after you finish using them. Shoes like, sh- like if you read Damo's book, every shoe that's ever 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 been made is still on the planet. Yeah, like it's so bad yeah. they, you can't recycle them. You can put them into those silly bins, but it's very unlikely that they actually will see the light of day because they need to be clean, they need to be paired, and they need to be like not in bits. And they're just like, oh, just chuck it away, just use it and chuck it away. And they're a massive sports company who should be setting an example. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. And honestly, really, did the shoe get, was it was the shoe got wheels on it? Has the shoe got jet engines on it? Like, is it the shoe that makes her the incredible athlete that she is? No. And that's the thing, that's the awful thing is that, you know, I, I've spoken to people about this before. People who've like raced back in like 2012 at the Olympics who say, you know, my time over that over the races that I did and not is not comparable to any of the times that are being set as world records now because the technology is like vastly different now and so you have to question is it the ability of the athlete or is it the shoes or is it a combination of both that's improving 138 grams. The shoe comes with a new foam design that ensures it remains optimised for a race despite its weight, as well as a sizable 39 millimetre heel. <laughs> High heels. The shoe debuts its first-of-a-kind rocker at the front of the shoe, which allows the runner to be projected forward at an even greater speed in a way that allows them to expend less energy. Do you know what else would expend less energy? Put them in a car. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. like, with shoes and with sponsorship, the sponsors will go to the athlete and be like, we'll give you this much money if you win this race in these shoes. Yeah. So is it the shoe that's propelling the athlete to the like huge world record success? Yeah. Is it the ability of the athlete? I would argue that the ability of the athlete is 90% of this. Yeah, yeah. Or is it the paycheck that is like, you're going to get this if you... Like all those things mount up to... Performance to of your life. Performance, yeah. yeah to like peak performance. Yeah. And it just... But the thing is... And I'm sorry, but you'll see it at a park run where people wear people wearing the cheat shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Nike ones. It's like when the Alpha Flies came out, yeah. Yeah, the Alpha Flies are made for people that weigh a tiny amount, mm. who have got exactly the right stride length, who are high-end athletes. I'm really sorry, Dave from Croydon. They're not for you. Yeah. You're going to get injured. Like, they're not going to make you. But the way they park it, it's like, these will make you faster. And it's like, no, you make yourself faster. They can help with your performance, but it's not a hack. No, well, mm. it's not a hack that's so, going to take 10 minutes off your parkrun PB. So I put my mum in a pair of Alpha Flies for a video for the running channel. <laughs> she ran 5K in her regular shoes. 
mm-hmm. then we put her in the alpha fly straight away afterwards. So she was already tired mm-hmm. and she knocked a good four minutes off her 5k time. Four minutes, not yeah. 10 minutes. And there's a psycho- there's a psychology there. She did 5k off the back of 5k. It was the furthest she'd run in years. There's a psychology there. One, she's being filmed. Two, she's doing it for you. Three, you've I given know. her these shoes. It's all psychology. I, know. I wonder... When I first when I started running for Innovate, I mean running for Innovate, I'm an Innovate sponsored athlete. When I started using their kit, my performances got better because I think I felt proud and I felt like I was representing a brand. My performances got better. I was quicker, um, and I suffered less with any sort of injuries. I haven't really had any injuries since we've using their kit. Yeah, I honestly think it's to do with psychology and to be like I want to represent this brand the very best I can. Yeah, and I think there's that element of it. Yeah. But honestly, you, I don't think you can say that these fucking shoes are going to like stop people are going to start doing 11 minute park runs in these fucking shoes. They're going to chuck in the bin on the way out of the park. Yeah. So um, on this article reviewing them, it says you'd expect a lot from a shoe that costs that much. And although the results speak for themselves, you don't get a whole lot of bang for your buck in terms of longevity. In fact, these shoes are pretty much disposable in the box that contained any one of the 521 pairs that were released earlier this month, there was a card which stated the shoe was designed for one race, so one marathon plus familiarisation time. It's familiarisation time? Like wearing them in. Yeah, yeah, but how long? How long before well, you yeah. sleep with your shoe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, um, they can literally get in the bin. I'm... S- no! and he'll make a monstrous pair of shoes out of them he will like oh god yeah i didn't think you knew about that i knew you were gonna get cross okay guys we are really ranting today that's really this is this is a, is this episode 19 yeah let's make episode 20 you've got to finish that race we need episode 20 oh my to god. Be a happy time, a happy what, if time I finish the race? what if i don't come back you'll have to do episode 20 on your own if you do, don't come back, I'll do it. Me and Pickle will do it. Yeah, I'm okay. busy and waiting. Yeah, Pickle's ready and waiting. Uh, but uh, And me, Pickle and Ralphie. Uh, but if you do come back from the race and you haven't yep. finished the race, that's okay as well. Like, because it's fine. Because it's <laughs> not about that. It's about like the time that you're going to have. I'm excited uh, to see what the outcome is. Yeah. So, are you wearing those Adidas shoes? Is this your way of saying yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. Single yes, use. I, 100 yes. kilometres. Yes. yes. Yes, I am. Yes, um, yes, yes. My get in the bin. Is... Oh God, have we still not done yeah. yours? We have been <laughs> fucking hell. Mine is the <laughs> obfuscation of ultra. The obfuscation of ultra. Do you know what that means? I don't know what that word means, but I know what this story is. The obfuscation of ultra. I looked for a big word, and this is my big word, and that is it's... the mystifying, the the mystifying, the dazzling. The, oh, look at it! It's so hard. It's so how, it's so hard. How do you spell it? O b f u s c a t i o n. To baffle, to bedazzle, to wordy wordsmith people into thinking things are harder than they are. I'm talking about the children in need ultra, ultra marathon. Oh, what make right? Okay, so if a marathon is 26.2 miles and a super marathon is 27 miles, because that's make sure, make sure that you but they don't know about super marathons. I don't think that they've listened. Well, they should. I don't think that the, the TRA, James, James, James Elson. The TRA need to sanction the supermarathon as a word. Yeah. So 27 miles is, is a, a supermarathon. Anything over that is an ultramarathon. I... No, 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 no. You've got it wrong. I can't believe you the rules. Up to 30 is a supermarathon. Yes. 30 is where the ultramarathon starts. Fine. Okay. But what, pray tell, is an ultra, ultramarathon, which is what well, Vernon Kay is doing for children in need. Guys, I think we should call him Sir Vernon. He's bound to get a knighthood after this. Sit down because this is big. 
and you might need to sit down because we've just talked about a woman breaking the record for the marathon right yeah she ran it quicker than me and Jane ran the half marathon <laughs> Hundred, yeah amazing <laughs> I think she ran it quicker than I've ever run a half marathon or a 10k now sometimes people dare to do great things and that is what Vernon Kay is doing he is planning to run for charity from Leicester to Bolton Bolton so it's basically running home for Christmas by the way yeah he is um it's a long way Okay, it's 115 miles and he's planning, I know, Anna's gone, whoa. He's literally, he's literally copied what I did last no, year. Anna, no, because anyway. what you did last year was an ultra marathon. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay, yeah. because you did it in one go. But did it count because it wasn't a race? <laughs> yeah, didn't count because you weren't wearing the Adidas no. disposable shoes. So you simply ran an ultra marathon, okay? Stop blowing your fucking horn. Yeah. Yeah. Vernon oh, is running an ultra uh, ultra marathon. Which is what? It is four super marathons in a row. Oh! He's going to do this over four days from Leicester to Bolton, averaging 28 miles a day yeah. to make it an ultra ultra marathon. That's not what an ultra 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 marathon isn't a thing. Well, I thought that was a multi day event. <laughs> That's what that's called. Some people call it a multi day ultra. Some people don't, because some days he won't be running even a marathon, I don't think. He'll do about 24 miles, depending on where he's got to start. Yeah. So, but but Radio 2 are spaffing this ultra, ultra marathon over everything. Like, literally, it's going everywhere. And it's like, I understand that for Vernon Kay, lots of things are difficult, including using the English language, judging by his Radio 2 show. Oh. But, <laughs> sorry. But, uh, he's going to have, like, Sir Steve McSee face looking after him. He's going to have all these people coaching. He's going to have physios. He's going to have everything he could possibly want. And it's I like, can't they make him do something harder? Please make him do something harder. It's not like, please make him do something harder. And also stop calling it a super, super marathon because it's not. It's just a multi-day event on its own. And it's probably going to be quite easy. You'll probably do it on a canal, Anna. Because I imagine there's a canal that runs from Leicester to Bolton. I hope he goes over the Peak District. Um, What I would say he won't. is when you look up in like on Google News about the challenge, the only outlet to refer to it as an ultra ultra marathon is the BBC. All the rest of the news reports are like Vernon Case taking on an ultra marathon for charity. <laughs> anyway, it's not about that. Like I understand that some people will be like, hey, that's a really long way. It is a long way. I get that. But it's yeah. about how Radio 2 and the BBC are plugging it. They are making it sound like it's the hardest thing in the world, which puts people off trying. Yeah, they're like, well, if Vernon's going to find that hard, I wouldn't even try. And there are like so many great multi-day events: Dragons Back, Cape Wrath, uh, XNRG do really good ones. There's stuff abroad. There's stuff all over the UK. Try Run for Love. Try Run for Love. Ultra X. Like, yeah, there's there's so many great multi. I love multi days. I actually find them yeah. a lot easier because you get the recovery. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I you can them. enjoy them more because the cups better. And they're so open and accessible. Race to the Stones, Race to the King, like the Ultra Challenge race to stuff. The the, race to the Carphone Warehouse, Race to the B&Q for the Pain, whatever you want to call it. They're all there for the taking and everybody yeah. is welcome to have a go. But it's this mystification and like bedazzlement that it's the hardest thing in the world that the media peddler people that pisses me off, that can get in the bin. They're not trying to encourage people and then and they're doing our sport a disservice. 
It really pisses me off. Do you know what can get in the bin for me about it as well, though? What? They announced this yesterday. He's doing it in four weeks' time. (laughs) And it pisses me off that there are people in our community who do our sport, who work fucking hard with a full-time job, with kids, with family life, bashing out 30 milers on a weekend to get ready for, like, 100 milers and whatever, doing all their night running, all the rest of it. And it pisses me off that he just swoops in and goes, I'm just going to do an ultra, ultra marathon in four weeks. Like, I'm... Sh- mm-hmm. He's already fit. He's done triathlons. Well, I know. He's a triathlete. He's a cyclist. But he also, in the interview, was like, oh, my sciatica's screaming. I'm like, mate, why are you doing this with sciatica? Like, get to a physio. Sort yourself out. And like... Oh. Yeah, it's, I think there's going to be a lot of... I'm interested to see how it pans out because there's going to be a lot of, like, suffering and a lot of this is brutal. Please give me some money. And yeah, it's like, and he'll raise loads of money oh, for charity and that's fine. Which is lovely. But a couple of years ago, I was part of the crew that took people out to Namibia, people, celebrities out to Namibia to mm. do the Sport Relief Challenge there. So they had five days in Namibia where they were, like, cycling and running across one of the oldest deserts and hottest deserts on earth. I've got some stories about that that I'm not allowed to tell to sign an NDA. Yeah, I have. yeah. Um, but I watched, especially Karim, suffer, really suffer. Because yeah. he was, like, totally out of his depth. That was incredible. That was watching people really come through the other side of it. Louise Minchin was incredible as well. As yeah. was Rinder. Both of them were fit. Yeah. But both of them were like, this is really, really hard. Uh-huh. And they found it really hard. So it was worth every single penny of people's money, I think, because it was like, this is really hard. Yeah. But running to Leicester Bolton, 23, 26 miles a day, yeah, that's 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 accessible. Anyone can have a go. Why does he get people to come with him? I think yeah, I hope he does. Do it over a longer period of time and train for it. Like it's just it's this it's this obfuscation it's this scariness that people put around ultra yeah. i could never do that it frightens people like i think people that listen to this podcast are clever enough to be like i get it but but the general public gen pop who who listens to radio too yeah. the millions of them that do that might now never give it a go that makes me sad yeah That's because it's like it's too hard it's it's impossible <laughs> um hey do you want to know something really funny what? we've run out of time it's ne- <laughs> nearly I feel like we should probably just get onto the play playlist quickly. Uh, the playlist is great. You love the playlist. playlist is really no, good. I've got news. No, I've got news. I've got news. Oh, 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 yeah. It's good news. It's good news time. This is the most incredible news. Guys, guys, you are in excellent company listening to this podcast. Because you know who listens to this podcast? Only fucking Nelly. Nelly Potato? No, Nelly. Nelly with the Nelly with the sticker on his face. It's getting hot in here. Oh, so hot for your clothes. Nelly listens to the <laughs> podcast of dreams. Guys, how do you know that Nelly listens guys, to the podcast? Because remember a few episodes back, I wanted to add a song to the playlist called "Here Comes the Boom" by Nelly. What the imaginary song that you made up? Well. Turns out it didn't. It only existed on YouTube. It didn't exist on Spotify or on any streaming services. There was a whole Reddit thread about how it doesn't exist because it was made for a film. And Neil had introduced me to this song and I was like, that is such a good song. It would be really good to run to. So I put a story up on the Ultra Sound System pod, tagged Nelly in it, and was like... You tagged Nelly in it? Of course I did. Of course I did. I didn't have to use social media. Um, And was like... 
devoed that this doesn't exist on Spotify. It needs to go on the playlist, right? Mm -hmm. I got a message from Frankie. Frankie Run. <laughs> I think we were going to say you got a message from Nelly. Got no message. Not yet. I'm working on it. Frankie messaged me with a link to Here Comes the Boom on Spotify. He said, hey, I'm just catching up on the ultrasound system pod. Thanks for listening, Frankie. And uh, I heard the thing about Here Comes the Boom, so I thought I'd have a little look for it myself. It's on Spotify. Now, I swear. Oh, hang on a minute. Like, I'm just going to look at it and see how many plays it's got. It's now on the playlist, by the way. Yeah. How can you see how many plays it's got? Because you can see how many plays Here Comes the Boom's got by looking at Here Comes the Boom, and it will tell you how many plays it's got. Well, about 15 of them are mine, because that's literally the home screen of my Spotify right now. How do you see? You go to Here Comes the Boom. Yeah, it's called Here Comes the Boom. Right. And then you, I think you might only be able to do it on um, fancy pants of on your computer. Actually, oh. but if you go on to think, it will say how many streams it's had. Yeah. So I want to see how many streams it's had because uh, I'm interested in how long it's been up there. So Neil thought that maybe um, someone else. I'm going to look on the computer while you're talking. Go on, keep talking. Okay. I'm going to look on my computer. I might hear some tapping. Uh, um, Neil thought that maybe someone else had added it to Spotify. And I was like, yeah, but it's listed under Nelly. And literally in the source, it says Nelly. So I don't know what's happened here. I don't know what's happened here. But I mean, I'm going to just say Nelly listens to this podcast and he heard the cry for help. I really hope this doesn't start playing. Also, Hang on, here we go on Spotify. It says 2023. Here comes the boom. This song is not from 2023. Right, I'm gonna click. Here comes the boom. I don't want it to start playing. You can otherwise play. Gonna have a problem. No, you can play up to oh, 10 oh. seconds of a song without okay, copyright. I've clicked it. Oh right, here comes the boom. 2023. 181,069 plays. Anna, you have been busy. <laughs> how how many plays? 181,069. Right. And how many plays does a regular song have? This song is from like... What? Like a, a regular Nelly song? Yeah. Not not um, hot in here because that's quite a popular one. Okay, I'm going back. So I'll tell Can you. Can I just say, the film that this song was written for came out in 2012. So why has it only got 100,000 plays? Because it only went up to this... It went up in 2023. It went on to Spotify in 2023. Because Nelly listens to the podcast. Right. Okay. I'm not sure this is going to stand up in a court of law. Uh, so what Nelly song? Like what normal Nelly song? Like that's not hot in here. I don't know. Any other... Right. Nelly. Nelly, right. Yeah. Has 18 million monthly listeners. Wow. But only 100,000. Oh, Dilemma. Only 100. Dilemma's had 742 million streams. Hot in here has only had 454 million streams. Uh, Ride Wit Me. That's one of them I get in the bins. Bands that, instead of saying with, say wit. Hang on a minute. I just hate it. Hang Ride on a Wit Me has had 508 million streams. Yeah, I've just I've just uncovered something. <gasps> someone oh, yeah. has someone has set up. Hang on. Weird. It's on, no, it's on Nelly's thing. It's on, it's, it is Nelly. Nelly has uploaded it. Yeah, but if you look at Nelly and then you click show all on discography, it's only got two songs on there. It hasn't got like hot in <gasps> here or anything else. Someone is, someone's pretending to be Nelly and, but is a verified artist. 
<laughs> Podcasts. Are you pretending to be Nelly on Spotify? Or do some more investigations. But we need an investigation. I on need there, to know what's going Nelly on. Nelly has noticed because he's got his 78 billion streams happening every day. Yeah. Listen to it. Listen to the boom before they take the boom down. Yeah. My God. Also, who did you put that Cooler Shaker song on? That Wave song. I love that song. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's really good, isn't it? It's a really lovely song. And also, I really like the fact. So, when I lived in Newcastle, I'd always get people who lived there to say Cola Cubes and Cooler Shaker. Kula Shaker. I used to love Kula Shaker. I was obsessed, Kula Shaker. I was obsessed Kula Shaker. with the lead singer of Kula Shaker for quite some time. Crispin <laughs> Mills. There was some absolute... We haven't actually done anything this week that we didn't talk about last week, but there are some absolute tunes on this playlist. I listened to it the, I listened to it the other day and it was just... It's just no. so, so... Apart from boom. Boom good. I'm so excited to listen to it for the race. And also, what I would like to say is that I uh, noticed that we got the seal of approval from Sophie Power. I was going to say. likes listening... <laughs> to our pod uh, to our playlist so thanks Sophie now Sophie Power will be attempting I don't know whether she's attempted it yet or if we'll be attempting the 24-hour track record at Battersea with James November oh uh, I think or one of the right what, what is she doing in November she's doing she's doing she's doing the world champion right. the world ultra championships in Taiwan as part of team GB right so that might be it, or she might be doing the same one as James in Battersea as a, as a warm-up. But she did say she was going to be listening to it in the last few hours. And I was like, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. Because it could, you know, if if she's running at, like, world record pace or, like, at, at like winning, at Team GB winning pace, and suddenly you get, you know what time it is. Boop, boop, bum, bum, down. Boop, 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 It could go one of two ways. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear. I, I'm excited to hear the songs that carry you along on your exciting trip this weekend. I'm very excited for you. And I, we apologise to people who haven't. We haven't done any person correspondence corner stuff. And we probably won't next week either because Anna's going to finish her race. But we will get to it. We promise. We're keeping a little list of it. No, we will get to it. We will get to it. And also, please don't let that put you off sending stuff in because um for a. F- few weeks there will be some like out of office episodes whereby we're going to be out of office because hey we've got things to do and Ali's going on a mega holiday so we need uh more stories of trail woes and trail wins and trail lols so please do email ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com send us a little voicey notey on instagram dms i actually give myself the ick when i say voicey notey i did that the other week and when i listen back i, was <laughs> I like, give myself the ick Ugh. whenever you send me the file to listen to in the car i listen to my own voice oh. because i'm a fucking narcissist yeah also just to check, just to check the levels no. are right and everything's okay check, there's nothing missing yeah and check that we haven't said anything yeah. bad yeah, check that, that all the bad stuff yeah. drops out uh and i give myself <laughs> the ick just with the sound of my own voice so that's good isn't it i still haven't got over it some days i think i'm over it and uh, i'm not over it but yeah send us a dm uh, a voice note to our instagram ultrasound system pod and that's it um hopefully i will see you on the other side but if not it's been an absolute pleasure i can't believe we didn't get to 20 episodes um i should probably write my will and leave my last will and testament somewhere accessible do they let you record podcasts in hospitals <laughs> I'm I'd, i'll do it in hospital <laughs> i'd happily do it in hospital uh can't do it if i'm dead though you be could you turn that yeah. beeping machine off please interfering interfering with my podcast um you're going to be great. You're not going to end up in a hospital. We're going to have fun. And we're going. To, and I'm excited about talking to you because it's next Tuesday and you'll be absolutely knackered. I've got a full day of work on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need to stop that. 
because you're going to be know. fucked. It's all right. You all think we all think we can do it, and we can't do it. It's just so horrible. But can I just say, please, next week, I beg of you, do not ask the question. So, what are you training for next? Because next week is not the time to ask that. Okay, I can't promise it. Oh, write it in the show note. <laughs> write it in the notes. I don't read. I will. I'm going to put it in bold. Well, yeah, you don't read them anyway. I'm going to put it in bold at the top. Okay. I love you. Bye. I love you all. Goodbye.